What's up gamers? Chris here and thank you for joining us for episode 2 of Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. Joining me again today are my two brothers, Scott and Zach. Say hi guys. Hey, what's up? Hey yo. Hey yo, and guys, thank you so much for all the support you have shown us so far. We're over 100 listens on SoundCloud and we've just got on iTunes and Stitcher google play music and tune in so we're definitely looking forward to hearing from you guys from those services and thank you for helping this podcast podcast grow <laughs> not a podcast it's a crass no idea it's procrastination we're not going to procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> we should sounds fun so speaking of other services thank you guys again for all the ratings but we would also like to ask you to consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. When Do you give it. us a rating, please make a comment. It could be anything, seriously, anything. You could say Zach with an H or Scotty Waddy Potty, for example. Oh, so Lord. be creative. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's gotta please be a, let that die. There's going to be a fight. It'll never die. I think someone's going to get punched. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let that die, Scotty Waddy Potty. It is never going to die. So guys, make it live on out there on the internet. Put that in the comments. I so think that would be awesome. Cool. If you I don't could recommend refrain it. from that. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it. I'm just saying. <laughs> if anybody does it, let me know. We'll hook you up with something cool. Trust me, we'll do it. He's lying. He's just got some candy in the back of a white van. <laughs> hey, it's a clean white van. Okay, it's not dirty. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, guys, if you're not familiar with our podcast, we have um, our our podcast is built on three segments, and we talk about a game from the past, a game from the present, and a game from the future. So today we're going to start off, of course, talking about a game from the past, and today's game is the Death and Return of Superman, and it was developed by Sunsoft and Blizzard. The game was released in 1994. Scott chose this game for this episode, so Scott. Start the conversation off by telling us why you selected the death and return of Superman. Well, the death and return of Superman was by far my favorite Superman video game. I've seen lots of different video games based on Superman, but this one actually uh, followed a comic book story that was going on at the time it was released, or right before it was released. The story arc led up to issue number 75 of Superman, where, as everybody knows that has read comics in the last 25 or 30 years, knows that Superman died. What's a comic? What? So, oh, wait. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Superman died in the 90s, too. Okay, he died before the 2000s. <laughs> That's right. So, that comic, that story arc was actually, I think, 92 when that happened. Anyway, so... The video game itself took on that story, and it told it from the beginning all the way through to the return of Superman, which happened after the the reign of the Superman. I don't know. That was a little confusing. There was four guys pretending to be Superman or claiming well, to be the legacy that he left behind. You know? One of them was a cyborg, right? Yep, yep. Cyborg, Superman. Steel, yep. Superboy, and what was the other one? Uh, the other one... Was the last son of Krypton? That's right, with well, the fucking laser beam eye dude thing. Right. He, he later later we found out that he was actually the Eradicator, which was a character from 
some older Superman comics that he it was a Kryptonian robot or Kryptonian construct that came over that came with him in the ship that he was in or something. I I think I'm not exactly positive where the Eradicator came from. I do lay dormant. That's correct. Somewhere he, he truck. Nevertheless, the video game itself was one of the only ones I'd seen at the time that stuck to the story as well as it did. Now, there were a few points and places that it left things out, but that was for, you know, for playability. But it was just your basic beat-em-up. It was sort of in the same vein of, uh, like, Final Fight or uh, maybe a slight comparison to Double Dragon, but not by much. Yeah, I can see, uh, like, a Turtles in Time type of game, hmm, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was very, very unforgiving combat. I mean, you you fighting along. It was a side-scrolling game. I mean, you, you had your basic three attacks and a jump. If you hit the jump button twice, you could fly, you know. The flying didn't really come in handy, except for maybe the airborne enemies you run across a few times, a few occasionally of those. I liked when you uh, you could fly over the little uh, electrical beams that mm-hmm. was across yeah. the street or whatever, but the power in the city was supposedly off. Oh, yeah, I know, right? It was like in a, <laughs> a blackout, and Superman's trying to figure out what's going on, but these electrical beams were crossed, so you had to fly over them. And it's like, Superman could hang... You know, there's always going to be something that like that in a game, which I like about this game because they made Superman vulnerable. I mean, he dies in the freaking game. He dies. So <laughs> it's cool to me that they did something like that. I just thought it was always kind of amusing, though, that you could fly up over it. Right. It was It was funny that, you know, that was one of the things that was funny about the game is that we were, you know, supposedly in a power power outage because the Underworlders had taken out the power plant or whatever and yeah, exactly. You still, had to, you still had to worry about those power, the electrical beams going across something that you had to dodge. So, I mean, the enemies weren't very, um, I don't know, they weren't very creative as far as their names. I mean, one of the guys had a chainsaw. His name was Chainsaw. Yeah. One of the guys, <laughs> one of the guys had a Molotov cocktail. His Molotov, name was Molotov. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't very, very original as far as naming goes, but. Trying to fight them were just—I mean, it was—it was horrible. I mean, the combat was very tough. I don't mean horrible as in the game was bad. I mean, it was just very hard. If you got more than one or two of the guys on you, you never—you couldn't catch a break. I mean, they'd kill you just in a few minutes. Oh, it was brutal. It was a brutal yeah. game. Yeah, and <laughs> if you thought—if if you thought the the regular combat was bad, the boss fights were. They were horrendous. If, if the only way, sometimes the only way to get a, a hit or two on the the boss was if you had extra lives and the boss killed you and you came in and you're flashing so he couldn't hit you and you hit him. Oh yes, the old flashing you can't hit me invincibility trick. Had, yeah. But the thing about Superman is, oh, you could do that, but it still wasn't helping you a lot. You know, you, you're still right. kind of screwed if you didn't have most of your lives when you hit a boss fight. You were not going to beat that guy. That's correct. And then you needed those uh, special power-ups that you picked up. It was like a special move where you like pound the ground. Yeah, you could do this. You had like, what, three of those at a time? You could gain them back by finding, uh, picking up the orbs or something. Now, I did yeah. some research on the four. Um, you got the Eradicator was the last son of Krypton. And where he came from was apparently there was an alien race that sent out these little devices into the, I guess, the universe. One ended up on Krypton. And mm-hmm. the Kryptonians killed like all the aliens <laughs> that showed up, and um, wow. they corrupted the device. So that's how he ended up turning into 
or having the knowledge of what Superman had and stuff like that. He can't. He was hmm. like a. I don't know. He just. I guess he was developed out of when Superman died. It was really weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It didn't go into detail there. The uh, uh the the one that I the one I thought was really cool was uh the Man of Steel. I mean, later he got his own comic series just called just titled Steel, but his name was John Henry John Henry Irons. Yeah. And I mean he was just this this big guy who built a suit of armor. And used the freaking hammer. So, I mean, it was sort of playing off the legend of John Henry, you know, the guy that tried to race the steam driver that was with the railroad. You guys remember that? Yeah, I do. Is that, uh, didn't they make a movie and Shaq played him? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure yep. did. Oh, that, that was, and that was back in the, what, mid-90s, I guess. Mid to late 90s, they made that movie. And Oh, Lord. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, the wonderful actor. Academy Award-winning yes. actor. You know, he's... <laughs> He got all his awards. <laughs> He's such a uh, developed actor, you know. He was in uh, his first movie was uh, Blue Chips, I think. He played a basketball player. So, yep, yep. Nick Nolte really was right. stretching out his uh, limitations there. Yeah, didn't he have one? It was called Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. That was a video game. That was a video game. Yeah, yeah okay. Shaq that was Fu on was Sega or game. some shit. Nobody played it. Yeah. What was the one where he played the genie? Kazam. Yeah. Kazam, yeah. Shazam. But that was a movie. Also, after Superman the <laughs> died and blah, blah, blah. How Superman came back was the Eradicator uh, restored Superman to full strength and died. Right, yeah, because the cyborg was going to shoot Superman yes. with the big weapon mm-hmm. on his arm, and the Eradicator jumped in front of it. Right. The BMI, or no, the, that was the Eradicator. Hold on. We got, it's kryptonite fuel is what they're calling it. Fuel. Mm-hmm. But I think somebody just spelled it incorrectly. Wiki. <laughs> good job, Wiki people. That's one thing the game did a good job of is actually including all the characters from that series, from that whole event. Was uh, right. It had all of the characters in it, which was something that a lot of games didn't do. They would base it off a comic book and just do whatever they wanted to, just have the characters maybe in there or not. Yeah, right. But this one actually followed the storyline to to the T, just about as much as they could. Obviously, of course. Right. You know, yeah, they it. didn't. They didn't really have license for the uh, the Justice League characters that were involved in the story, but I think in some of the in some of the flash like the flashing cutscenes or whatever, I think maybe they showed possibly one or two, but I don't really remember. The only character I really re- I remember that they actually really left out that was actually integral to the story was uh, was Supergirl in that. So she was in the comics. Yeah, she was in the comics. But the thing about it was that Supergirl that was in the comics wasn't actually Supergirl. She was some kind of alien shapeshifter. And anyway, she could turn invisible and whatnot. So that was what was helping Super. She was helping Superman get around after he made his return. You know, in the black costume or whatever before he got his powers back. Yeah, the black costume was like a special suit to help him drain, uh, get energy back from the sun or something like that, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, that was it. Had special energy absorption powers or something. Anyway, so that's that was a good excuse for them to get him a, a nice new costume, which is pretty dang cool, by the way. Oh yeah, it's yeah, pretty it sweet. Was, it was sweet. And the, you know, the game, of course, it was already super hard, but it did. Ha- they did allow you to have cheats, didn't they? Yeah, there was a cheat mode. You could enter once. I mean, you know, but to activate it, you had to go to the um, you had to go to the sound test 
area, the sound test screen, and you had to play like one, two, three, five, four sounds in, or in, in the right order to get the mode to activate. But once you got the mode to activate, you did a button combination and then you could refill your life bar and your special attacks or you could skip levels or something like that. So, I mean, there was a few cheats that were built in, but then, of course, you know, you, your Game Genie cheats, You back then the Game Genie was real popular and you could still use those. I'm pretty confident that that's the only reason we beat that game was cheat codes. I'm fairly certain, yep. Because mm-hmm. I played it, I, I bet I played that thing for... Play that game for two months and couldn't and just barely got halfway every time because once you died you had to almost start completely over. I know you had to start at the beginning of each stage you were on if you were if you happened to die. I think it's all your fault either way. You got us killed a lot. <laughs> it's like your skills suck. Yeah. <laughs> that game. Yeah. That's the one thing. It's, it's like I started collecting retro games a few years back. Of course, I don't do it anymore, but. At the time when I started that, one of the games that came to my mind was Death and Return of Superman. It was like one of the first games I was like, I need to get that game. Because I remember just enjoying it. Were you able to even, locate it ever? No, I, on eBay it goes for like 50 bucks still. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty expensive. It's one a, of those middle of the road games that people don't know a lot about, I don't think. But it's also the people who do know about it and know that it's a rare, a rare-ish game. It's, not, it's mm-hmm. harder to find. Oh, it, it just has the benefit of actually being a good game too. You know, it's a good right. Superman yeah. game. It was just very rare in itself. Yeah, the uh, I read an article recently. I forget exactly which one it was. I read several articles in the last month or so trying to research for this. But the um, article was a guy talking about how the game needed to be re-released, only change the format a little bit, maybe make it a like a RPG type, you know, side-scrolling RPG type game where you had a little bit more depth to it but i mean as far as the game it's as far as the game itself i mean it was straight beat em up game i mean you're side scrolling you're going across the screen you're beating up all the bad guys now every once in a blue moon you i think there were two or three levels where you could fly and no you could fly in all of them if you double jump no i mean it was oh, it was yeah. a oh, straight, about, a oh that was the cyborg level. stage yeah there was one for the cyborg yeah, there was one I for remember. and there were two for superboy yeah I, okay, I know what you're talking about. It was a side-scrolling fly, and we flew the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the one I liked the most was the one where the the giant rocket or missile was coming towards Metropolis, and Superboy had to fly, and, and you had to fly and destroy it. You had to blow up all the guns yeah. or all the and parts you know of sh- it. You know who shot that missile? That was Cyborg, right? Yeah, it was yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, because Cyborg, he turns out to be the uh, bad guy. He's the mastermind, yeah. yeah. Well... He's what other than Doomsday? Other yes, than him, right, right. Yeah, he turns because he did. He did exiles Doomsday to outer space. Yeah, so he wouldn't get in the way of his plan. That mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. Now, I I think the cyborg Superman ended up being the character's name was Hank Henshaw. It was someone that Superman had had to deal with previously in in previous years' story. It was somehow. I don't know. So it was a character he had to battle somehow and then ended up being rebuilt or you know, cyborgized or whatever. And he came back after Superman died and he took on that role and made himself look like Superman. But I mean, it, when I was reading the comics right from the beginning, I was like, all right, something ain't right with this dude. And this, the way it played out in the game is the way it played out in the comics. Like we said before, it, it follows the story. Yeah, it was Henshaw. The reason I wanted this game, though, to begin with, was because I was a big Superman fan, and I was a comic book collector at the time. Damn nerd. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a nerd. Nerd alert! Oh, wait. We're all nerds here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but yeah, you are a huge Superman fan. Uh, you had, obviously you collected a lot of comic books, and I remember when those came out, it was... It was Don't quite you still in- have your comics, or did you get rid of them? I still have uh, most of them. I have the ones that were um, really important to me. But now I, I collected a bunch of comics over the years. Uh, I even bought, you know, some of those. You get the grab bags at the flea market or whatever, just to see, how, you know, just to see what was in them. So I mean, I, I sold a I sold a box full a few years back at one of the little uh, flea market thing. You know, the anyway, it's a flea market that we set up that. I sold a box of them for like 50 bucks, man, and I made a little bit more than what they were worth. So, if well, that that's always you, good. Turn a profit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm down for making money. Right. I'm just looking to see if uh, Superman, that, that game, yeah. So, if you got, if you're a Sega Genesis fan, guys, don't worry. You can still, you can play Death and Return of Superman. Just mm-hmm. to let you know, it's yeah. on Super Nintendo and on the Genesis. Just a crappier version. If you plan on Sega Genesis, just yeah, saying. the uh, the sound effects were were not as not as good on the Genesis. It, it didn't. I, I don't know. It just didn't sound like they had as much. It, they didn't put as much work. I wasn't into a it. big fan of Sega Genesis back in the day, but we also didn't have one that are ex, you know just readily available to play. So right. Now one thing Genesis whatever. had on the Death Return of Superman is their graphics were a little little crisper, a little sharper. That's true. Yeah, now they did they did the graphics a little better for the Genesis, but as I said before, you know, the music track was was a little different and the uh the sound effects from the, you know, like punching and you know, the guns and all the stuff in the game, it just didn't sound right. Oh yeah. And to me, I would take that I would take better sounds with a little less graphics mm-hmm. every right. time. Every time. Cuz it just builds up the 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 sounds are really kind of immerse you into the game. Mm-hmm. And see the uh the um the Super Nintendo, for what it was, was just, I mean, it was it was just a really good system. It was solid. And so it did a, they did a really good job with, it, it did a good job of running that game. And the game was just, I don't know, it was a lot of fun to play. Even though it was super oh, yeah. freaking hard. Oh yeah, it was, it was, like I said, one of those games that I think of when I think of Super Nintendo and the things we used to play. Mm-hmm. Um, that game always comes to mind. Yeah. Because I know we all had a great... Uh, like, when you were collecting Superman comic books, I was very interested in it, too. The Death and Return of Superman, or the Death of Superman at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I was really interested. I'm not, Zach, what about you, man? Well, I like the game. Um, I, I wasn't... I still am not much of a reader, unless it's, like, something I'm really interested in, more like technology and things like that, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool. for for anybody that's a DC fan and familiar with the story, if you got the extra fifty bucks, go ahead and get the game. I mean, because it's it's worth playing. And even if you're not familiar with it, if you know somebody that has the game, borrow it and play it. Because you know, it's it's like I said, it's a lot like Final Fight. It's that kind of that kind of game. And a Spider Man, they put out a Spider Man game the few a few years after that. That was. Uh, Along the same lines, it was called um, Spider-Man Venom Maximum Carnage. You guys remember that, right? It was just Maximum Carnage. Was it just Maximum Carnage? Yeah, it was Maximum Carnage because it dealt with Carnage and Venom and Mm Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. It was a red cartridge. Right. Yep. 
they did have a special red cartridge. So yeah, what you're saying, guys, you definitely recommend it. Anybody who's a Superman fan or just a fun video game fan, pick this game up. Right, yeah. If you're into retro games and stuff, give it a shot. It's a, it's a neat little game. Oh, the the Venom Spider-Man game you're thinking about is Separation Anxiety. So, and it was on the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Right, yeah, because they had a couple of games like that. Yeah, and it was the same um, same side scrolling beat 'em up. As as the uh, maximum carnage was. Yeah. So, anyway, like I say, I recommend it. I mean, it was Sunsoft Blizzard collaboration. Blizzard always did a pretty good job with the uh, console games that they had involvement with. I was, I mean, I was impressed with the game. It was good. I mean, it was it was arguably the best Superman game created for the console, in my opinion. Me pick uh, piggyback on that point is if you want a good Superman video game, this is it. This is the probably one of the best ones, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say this is this is the one you go with. Don't play any other ones because they'll just piss you off, especially the uh, Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, a hunk of Oh, garbage. my gosh, that game was a rage fest. It was horrible. <laughs> Dude, you couldn't even get past the first stage. You had to fly through stupid-ass rings, and there was no point was in it. Nuts. I don't remember Superman doing like a relay race through rings. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, well, it's like you got through the rings, and then uh, Lex uh, Luthor was like, "Oh no, you better come and st- st- get this car and pick it up before I blow it up." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh no, Superman, hurry!" And then you only had like ten seconds to go over there and do that. Yeah. Wasn't that one based on like the Superman animated series? Yeah, I don't know. Kind of based on total. Yeah, it was a loose, though, a loose yeah. interpretation. I think a loose adaptation. It's like they took it's definitely a loose stool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they took a. They took a poop and just crammed it into a cartridge. <laughs> so they did. It was diarrhea. Yeah, it, was, it was bad. Of somebody's mind. I don't know what was going on, but I hope that person got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, if we ever have an episode where we talk about bad games, it's going to be probably the first one we talk about. <laughs> it's going to be on the list. Sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that kind of wraps up our Super Nintendo, a.k.a. Genesis. A.k.a. No, wrong, wrong, wrong. It wraps up our. Let me start. How about we just take a break here? Because it seems like Chris is a little discombobulated. <laughs> yeah, I'm off. I'm off center, big time. <laughs> well, guys, we'll be right back after this commercial break, and we're going to be talking about PlayStation VR, baby. See you uh, after the break. Okay, gamers, Chris here again. Did you know you could get a curated bundle of games worth over one hundred dollars? For just 12 bucks a month, it's true. And Humble Monthly does just that. Use our partner link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm. Click on the monthly tab and sign up today. If you're a first-time buyer, you will receive 10% off your first purchase. Don't worry. They don't send you worthless games? No siree. Each game is selected based on user reviews on Steam. Only positive-reviewed games qualify. Remember, use our Humble link tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm to check out Humble Monthly today to get awesome games, support charity, and support this podcast. Now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back from the break, guys. Thank you so much for being here again. Today's present game topic is upon us, and I had the pleasure of choosing it for this week's podcast. And it is going to be talking about PlayStation Virtual Reality, baby. 
Uh, something I'm pretty excited about because I actually purchased it myself. Am I going to end up like the lawnmower man? <laughs> you aren't going to end up like the lawnmower man because you won't buy this thing. You're not going to buy it. We're, That's probably true. I want you to buy it, Zach, but I don't think you will. But maybe after we talk about it, you might be convinced. We'll see. We're going to have a PlayStation. It's a whole damn system. Yeah. Got to get the system, bro. It's, all- it's only going to run you about 500, baby. That's it. You got that. You got to think about that. It's, it's two systems because you have to buy the PlayStation and then buy the PlayStation VR. True. It does have its negatives. Mm. No doubt. It does. But you got to think about it. It's going to cost you about 500 bucks to enter the virtual reality market. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to play some virtual reality games compared to what Oculus mm-hmm. and the Hive HTV Vive, not the Hive, the Vive. <laughs> the Hive. <laughs> the Hive. <laughs> We're under a fucking <laughs> invasion from the Hive. <laughs> so yeah, those are, those are only about 800 to 1,000 bucks yeah. just for the system itself. That's it. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. So PlayStation VR current price, then the reason I purchased one is one ninety nine ninety nine. And, and you already had the PlayStation. I did already have the PlayStation. I'll give you that. But, I mean, I saw the $200 price tag, and I was like, I can't pass that up. I, as soon as I saw it in Walmart, I was like, went and grabbed a lady with the keys. I took them off of her belt because she was too slow, and I grabbed it. <laughs> over and I ran oh back God. to the register. I had that thing balked. It came with, my bundle had Gran Turismo in it, but they have three different I want to play Gran Turismo. Whenever, uh, whenever we come down this next weekend, I'm going to bring it with me, so it's going to be awesome. Um, but the three bundles right now are Doom, VFR, which stands for Virtual Fucking Reality. And then you got... Sure, sure. <laughs> in, in Doom Spirit, right? It's got to be called that. Oh, yeah. It's got to be called that. Uh, then you got Skyrim VR bundle and then the Gran Turismo bundle. So for 200 bucks, you get the system and a game. That's a pretty great deal. It's not bad. It really is. It's not bad. Compared to the competition, which, of course, you can hook up to the PC and have a huge library of games. How many games is on, uh, like the HTC? And well, I know there's a lot of games that they're making for virtual reality, but the problem is when I looked at them, they kind of look a little janky. Well, it's I think what you're going to run into with especially in the PC market is there's a lot of developers out there that can put together something real fast just to say, hey, we got a VR game. Here you mm, go, try right. it out. That's true too. Um, with Sony, it's different. Um, you're still going to have those kind of games. You know, you're still going to have a, a company that throws one out just to be on the PSVR system. But there's only 198 games released right now, and it's been out for a couple of years already. Hmm. So that's not a lot. You know, that's they aren't trying to f- flood the market with VR titles. Uh, and one of the big titles, Resident Evil 7, came with the VR. And Damn. I have that game. I bought it. I bought it on the PlayStation, even though I owned it on the PC, just to play the VR, and it's amazing. Hmm. It will scare your balls off. Your balls will be like, nope, I don't want to be a man anymore. <laughs> just run away. Well, that make that makes sense. I know the it's insane. The, if if it's any if it's anything like the you know, in VR, anything like the what it was on the PC, hey, you're right. It's got to be scary as shit. Oh my god, dude, it's it's bad. I don't. I had to quit playing it like after thirty minutes. And this girl at the beginning, where the girl's trying to stab you in the face with a knife, it's just right there. You just see the point of it right in her eye. <laughs> I'm not afraid to tell you that I had to go change my pants. Okay, <laughs> but it's pretty sweet. I mean, they've done a great job. Capcom nailed the VR in that. Is it? It it puts you into the game. It's it looks real. Mm. It looks freaking real. Nice. Um, and another thing about PlayStation, they do have a lot of games planned right now. They do have a lot of games planned for the VR system. 
think right now they have 372 plans. So over the next year, there's going to be 164 games or something crazy like that Wow, coming out. You know, that's a lot of titles, yes, but there's a lot of cool titles coming out. If you look at the specs of the system, I think it's it's really it's a, it's on par with the Vive and it's on par with the Oculus as far as when you when you pair it with the system and the box that it comes with to control it because it has its own separate control box yeah that takes keeps the PlayStation from being burdened right because you know, otherwise PlayStation is not powerful enough to run such a thing just if you just hook it straight into mm. it. Uh, it of course it puts out 1080p if it didn't why even bother right. Um, it's got a processor box, which, uh, gives you the output to the television. And the plan, the one thing I will say about the PSVR that I would, that I would say they need to work on is how many cables you have to have to plug its thing in. There's cables going everywhere. <laughs> it looks like 1980s. Oh, well, well, you gotta get all that, yeah. get all that motion capture. Yeah, I mean, I know so. it's necessary, but if there's something they can do down the line, it looks like a 1980s, uh, Atari or something that you had to hook up all these gadgets to. Wow. Uh, but it's not. I mean, of course, it's a little neater than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. Oh. It's like you're hooking up the power glove all over again, right? Oh my God, power glove! Yeah, <laughs> it's thing. It. <laughs> I was watching an angry video game nerd the other day. He did a Christmas episode, I think, last year or the year before, and it was all every every gift that he was unwrapping was just uh, accessories, crappy accessories that were made for different systems. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them was called the activator. Oh my God. And you, and you had to put this little mask on, and you stand in this ring, and then the, the ring had these sensors on it, it had eight sensors, and you were supposed to just to be able to like play Mortal Kombat just by punching and kicking and doing the moves yourself. Mm-hmm. But the, all the problem oh, was no. that all the sensors were just imitating buttons on the controller. Oh, God. <laughs> so you need to watch that episode. Angry Video Game Nerd just got some free press there, guys. Not that you need it, but my gosh, that oh, video is hilarious. You need to watch it. So yeah, PlayStation VR is one thing I'll say. It does have a lot of cables and stuff, and the cable that's connected to the headset can kind of be cumbersome. Yeah, I've, I know I've seen a lot of people that do uh, YouTube videos of PSVR actually rig up a little wire system on their ceiling and have the cable hooked up to it to where it just moves with them and stuff. But I'll never do that kind of elaborate setup. Yeah, that's a lot of work. They probably have yeah, a lot those, of money. Those are guys. Those are guys with sponsorships. Is who that yeah. is. I'm poor. I don't know if y'all knew that. So yeah, yeah, donations, and sponsorships. What do you mean donations? So if there's something they can yeah. do to avoid that situation, then work on it, PlayStation. But otherwise, you've got a quality product, guys. I'm telling you right now. If you're listening to this right here, and you have a PlayStation Four, and you have an extra two hundred bucks, go ahead and go get it. Trust me, you will not be sorry. It's amazing because. I have already played several games on this system. There's a demo disc. There's uh, demos you can download. Free tech demos, which I'm fixing to go over here in just a second. Um, which, in the, which that second's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first game I've tried out that I saw on the demo disc was called Moss. Now I'm a kind of I'm I'm really drawn to platformers. I like platformers, side-scrolling platformers, puzzle platformers, those kind of games. I really like them, especially if they have a little cute story to them or a mysterious story. And this game called Moss is that, just that. It's a platformer, puzzle platformer, but great thing about it being on VR is it puts you into the game. And what's cool is you play a character other than Moss. Moss can look at you and you can look down and Moss will look at you and like, hey, let's go. Uh, and you look down in like a water and it's got a reflection. You look down and you got this weird mask on. And you look like a monk or something. But it's like this weird, kind of like... Uh, 
Jason mask looking thing. So a hockey mask then? Yeah, like a hockey mask, yes. And uh, see, well, you follow the mouse around, but you're controlling the mouse with the controller. And But when you get to certain puzzles, you have to stick the controller out and hit certain buttons, and you grab the brick, and then you pull it, and you have to move the controller around and put it in a slot to open a door. Crazy stuff like that. And then Moss has a little sword, and you control her uh, fighting monsters and things like that, so you kind of guide her through. The demo is really cool. I recommend that if you have a PlayStation VR. That game is really awesome. It's 30 bucks on the PlayStation Store, and I think it's only on digital. I think you can only buy it on their website, so off of the PlayStation Store. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's really cool, though. It's amazing. Like the graphics and stuff, you just look around, and you see like trees and the water and the birds flying. and the... It's just it's amazing. It puts you right into the game. I mean, it's like it takes you into a whole... New world, you know, like a. Oh, oh no, no, yes, no, yes, no. I'm out of this new world. Um, I do not want to be carried around on the carpet with a perverted young man. I'm done. <laughs> and now you talk about some of the game, one of the games you've played. Now I watched it. You did a live stream of a of a game. It was Until Dawn: Rush of Blood. It was like a riding a roller coaster, shooting at targets. It was like a a carnival type game. Now that looked pretty cool. That did look good. Uh, oh, I would, man. I might play that one. I don't know that the the aim was kind of weird though. It, meant, it just might be Chris's aim though. He's not very good at aiming. <laughs> no, I'm not much of a uh, gun pointer. I will admit. Now, one thing I will say is I didn't use the motion controls with it, but it is motion control capable. So that would have made the gun pointing and stuff a lot easier because the way it's set up is you use uh, L2 and R2 to shoot two guns. Right. One gun a piece, and then you have to R one and L one to reload them. So yeah, it's kind of awkward if you're just holding a controller. But they did build in uh, with the joysticks; you could push them in or pull them out, and it would actually spread the guns out if you push them out, spread them in if you push them in. So it made it a little better that way with the controller. So they did try to do a few things to make it a little easier. But definitely get motion controllers if you can, and when you play that game. But it is amazing; it scares the crap out of me too. I mean, oh my goodness, it was so scary. Things would be jumping in your face. That's how good this VR thing is. And oh, you'd be riding the roller coaster and be all the dips and turns and stuff you do if you feel it. I don't know. Mm. You're kind of a sissy when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm, a, I'm pretty big into roller coasters and stuff, like especially at a theme park. Oh, and I thought stuff. you were going to call yourself a big sissy. <laughs> they call me the big sissy. <laughs> I'm a really big sissy. I'm a really big sissy. How you doing? Strap yeah, I, me and call me Susan. But yeah, until dawn, rush of blood is pretty pretty darn good. That they've done an excellent job. And it's got a good story to it too. The last one of the last levels when you're in hell fighting Satan. Yeah, you're riding a roller coaster oh, wow. fighting Satan. I mean, come on, where else are you going to be able to experience that? <laughs> right. Maybe in hell. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go there. Now it's also got some cool games for your like say you want to play multiplayer. You can. I mean, you obviously, obviously cannot play multiplayer with a VR, but it does offer some games where one person has the VR, then the other people can use uh, the controller. If you mm-hmm. have extra controllers, uh, like Playroom VR is pretty cool. It's it's actually a free game, and it's got some cute little. Uh, it's got like a platformer type game like Moss, where you have to go in and find your little robot buddies and save them. Um, and it, it looks awesome. I mean, it, it's it's a beautiful game, and you get to float around and watch them. Do everything and it like things fly at your face, obviously, because it's VR. But there's also other games that where you can team up with 
people in the house where they can see the TV and you can like have little shooter games and little mystery puzzle games, things like that. Pretty cool game for the family, you know. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And it also, it's more kind of a thing that shows you what the PSVR can do. So that's why it's free. And they also offer free downloadable content for it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, at least it's not infrared or red or whatever, like the Virtual Boy was. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I remember about virtual reality. That was horrible. Yeah, you had to set it on. <laughs> like, you put your, your head down in it. And then you, like, broke your neck trying to keep your face in it. And then all you had was, like, mm-hmm. Mario Tennis or some bullshit. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was... The only thing virtual about that was his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it definitely sucked. I can tell you that. It's called virtual suckage. It's not really virtual. It's actual <laughs> suckage. But it's whatever. <laughs> and Nintendo, you can't win them all. Now, another thing about the VR I really like is not just games. They have video services that you can use. Uh, I know Zach, you would like this one. It's actually called Next VR. And What's that? It's actually lets you watch live sporting events with the VR, and it puts you right there in the game. Like you're on the sidelines, you're behind the like in a basketball game. You're on the sidelines. You can see the coach walking up and down the sidelines. The players running up down the floor. Referees look, looks like it fix a run over you. <laughs> and uh, but when there's like a cool play happening at the rim, they put you behind the rim. The camera changes automatically. Mm-hmm. So you're right there, like someone's just slam dunking or somebody shoots a three and nails it. I mean, it's really awesome view. But the one thing you would like, Zach, is the WWE, baby. It's got WWE live matches. WrestleMania. You could watch WrestleMania on the VR. What the and hell? I want, to, I want to watch this now. They got cameras like on the turnbuckles, <laughs> on the side of the ring and stuff. And you could, you're right there in the action. I like One time uh, I was watching the, like a little uh, replay of clips from one of their pay-per-views. And the one of the hot girls comes in and had a oh. match, and then she's like, jumps up on the corner turnbuckle. They actually hook this camera up where they celebrate on the turnbuckles. Oh wow! And so the girl gets up on the turnbuckle and she's like celebrating, and it's right there in her crotch, man. You're oh no! Like, you got full, <laughs> if I was a gynecologist, I could have definitely gave her a prognosis. Oh uh, well. <laughs> hopefully, it wasn't negative. <laughs> but the disadvantage to that obviously is guess what the guys celebrate there too so yeah if i could have reached up there i could like say i could have told him to cough and see if he had a hernia or something. <laughs> great oh my eyes oh. <laughs> my virtual eyes <laughs> and they have like live concerts and uh nfl games hockey games all kinds of games you know baseball that you can do uh, experience in virtual reality. And it really does put you right there in the game. And it's really cool. A lot better than going at to the actual stadium and watching it, in my opinion. Um, that's one of the ones I've played with the most on there. I did actually get a chance to use one called Very VR, And it is a safari game. Like, you go into, uh, you're in Africa. And it's got like, okay, you want to go look at the hyenas. And it takes you to the hyena. And you watch the hyena come up upon this uh, dead zebra carcass that lions had tore apart the day before. Mm. And it shows you the hyena comes up to the camera and like starts sniffing on it and stuff. And it's like right in your face. Then it goes over and just starts uh, picking at the zebra carcass. And there's a little commentator lady that's talking to you. And, of course, she gives you like little sad facts about the hyenas. 
that their ten percent of them are gone and la 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 la. So it kind of gives you like some information about how they're either they're endangered or they're not, but why they're at risk, stuff like that. Um, but it's really cool. It puts you right there, man. It's like you're sitting there in front of a dead zebra carcass and it's bloody and disgusting, and you watch a hyena start to devouring it. Hmm. Uh, the hyena can eat uh, every part of what's left: the bones, the hooves, Gross. Uh, the skin. It can eat everything because it's got the strongest bite of any animal in the oh, world. Oh, shit. Well, I definitely want to stay away from them. So where are they, yeah. where are they from? <laughs> They're in Africa. Go there. Yeah, I don't go to Africa. <laughs> but me and my wife actually sat down and uh, did that this weekend. We played the v- the very VRs, like 10 bucks, And uh, we got to see elephants eating like uh, acacia trees. And the little elephant come up to it. was funny as the elephant come up to the camera and was like, noticed it and sniffed it. And all of a sudden it went, and ran the hell out of there because it was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sit there and just watch this huge beast eat. Hey, how'd uh, that go again? <laughs> oh my god, I think that's a dead horse or something. <laughs> then it went like, it went, dun, 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 dun. Wow. Um, that was the Looney Tunes I think you were watching. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the funnest one was the monkey. Uh, they You had to shake the controller and they say, if you want to feed the monkey, shake your controller. And of course, you shake the controller and this piece of watermelon falls down from the tree that's hung up there by a rope. It's like a round piece. Hmm. And uh, these two monkeys come up there, and uh, the female monkey uh, comes up to it first and starts eating real fast. And then the commentator's like, you know, uh, it asks you a question. It says, who do you think is more aggressive, male or female monkeys? Or this type of monkey. I forget the, the name of the type of monkey, but of course you pick male, and it's like, that's right. Well, after you hit that, it shows uh, the female all of a sudden snatches off a piece and runs away, and the male swoops down from the tree and grabs it. <laughs> he takes over the situation. He's like, no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my, my watermelon motherfucker. You're taking my food. <laughs> my shit. Surprise, motherfucker. But the <laughs> the other, the the female monkey actually got a pretty good chunk and was over there eating it, and he left her alone, so it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I recommend that very much. It was on my uh, list of things to actually watch, but now since bef- since I've gave you my notes, I've actually experienced it, and it's really cool. They actually have a second one that's supposed to have a lot more to it. It's like twenty bucks. Hmm. Um, it's supposed to show you like fights and animal fights, all kinds of stuff. Um, so that uh, to me that that's a kind of exciting for me. It's worth two hundred bucks. Is all I'm saying. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk about it today because it's just. The PlayStation VR is well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting out a lot of cool things. Uh, some of the stuff I want to experience. Well, actually, I'm just going to mention one thing that I have on my list here. Or actually, two. I'm going to say two. Uh, the one that I'm really excited about, which is actually an experience, is called the Chernobyl experience. Chernobyl? That sounds Chernobyl. awful. Isn't that like a, a well, they take, yeah, area? Well, there's like a and nuclear like... waste yeah, mess the whole area, but it's, it takes you on a virtual tour of the place. Hmm. And that's to me, crazy. that's pretty interesting. They say it's haunted or something. It takes you on that a would... virtual tour of the contaminated wastelands. That, that oh, would be interesting wasteland. to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one I see on this list, I wouldn't mind checking out, is the Justice League VR. That's you know oh, right up my alley. Who could have who oh, yeah. heard? Who could have thought that was coming? <laughs> now it does look pretty cool too scott it's uh you can do batman wonder woman superman the flash aquaman and cyborg in their own missions and that'd be, uh, that'd be pretty cool and it's based off the movie that just came out last year 
Movie. Movie. Um, <laughs> and the other thing uh, that I saw was pretty cool is the software you can get for your PC called Trinus, T-R-I-N-U-S, PSVR. Trinus PSVR. This thing is 18 bucks, and you buy the software, and it, and it teaches you and shows you how to connect your PlayStation VR to your computer so you can access Steam games uh, with your PlayStation VR headset. Um, do you have to have the PlayStation 4 to hook it to your computer? No. Hmm, now we're talking. So you, now I'm interested. Yeah. Why don't you mention I told this you. first? Because I wanted to go through the awesome games first. You should have. <laughs> this should have been like the first thing you should have mentioned. You should have told but me this I'll, a week ago. I got your mouth watering now. Got you going. I gave you these notes a week ago, so you had access, bro. Let's see. Uh-huh. Let's see. Yeah, I don't see true. anything in these notes about hooking it to my computer. It's at the very bottom of the list. The very <laughs> oh. last thing on the list. Didn't I tell you guys that I don't read? <laughs> well, this time it would have paid off if you had. Well, um, I'm just software... saying. I only read uh, stuff that's like interesting to me. Like, I don't know technology stuff i guess technically <laughs> this is technology but yeah. it's technology playstation vr baby now but how much is the trinus psvr it's 18 dollars for the software and um it actually gives oh, you access is this to... hooking like the i'm sorry to interrupt you does the psvr hook in with like usb cables yes what the fuck and hdmi cables so it's HDMI. all stuff you can hook up to your computer device it's also it shows you actually I don't think you need a capture device it shows you how to hook it up in the software itself it actually has a step by step process of how to hook it up to your computer the only downfall of the whole software is that you cannot hook your motion controllers up to play the VR games so you got the games you want to play uh, are the ones that can only be uh, used with controllers or, or have access to controllers hmm. so you can use a controller on the VR game you can play it with this PSVR hooked up to your Windows PC that's okay. important to mention. This is not for Macs. This is only for Windows PCs. So that right there excited me because that opens up a whole new world of games for me to play. So I'm excited. Really am excited about the PSVR. Um, I can't believe it's already $200. It's only 200 bucks, guys. Come on. Get that thing. Well, guys, y'all have anything to add to the PSVR conversation? Not really. I don't know much about it because you're the only one that owns one. You're killing me with this thing. And uh, I know. once I get to play it, I guess I may or may not like it. The The only uh, experience I've ever had with uh, any kind of virtual reality uh, recently is those uh, Samsung headsets that you put your Samsung phone in and you stare. Uh, you put Basically, it, it puts a, a six-inch uh, cell phone screen so close to your eyes, it's insane. So it's like old Greg with the Baileys, okay? Yep. <laughs> it's the closest Fine. you can get to Baileys without your eyes getting wet. You know, it's like really, really close. So I've never even tried one of those before. Never even considered it because I didn't think it would be worth the time. But I don't know. I've heard people say it's not bad. But it depends. As long as you get the uh, the name brand one, then they're not horrible. But at the same time, it's still not. Still not what you expect from something that calls itself virtual reality, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's something I think you definitely uh, can take a concern away with the PSVR. It's it's legit. It reminds yeah. me, like we talked about before, I think, or, you know, you could go in the mall and they had a little big uh, machine set up you could crawl and get into, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it shook you around a little bit, but it actually was pretty cool. I mean, it felt like you were doing what you're, it was 
uh, showing you. It felt real. The PSVR right. does that for you. You just sitting in your sitting in a desk chair in your home, and it's mm-hmm. really it's really impressive. All right. Well, I guess since we uh, don't have anything else to add to the PSVR conversation, this will be a great time for us to take a break. Uh, when we come back, guys, we're going to be talking about a future game called Death Stranding, and Zach picked this game, so he'll be leading off the conversation. So I guess. Stick around. If I want yeah. to. He <laughs> might not want to. We'll see. We'll fight through it, though, guys. So stick around. See you in just a moment. What's up, gamers? Chris here. Do you like to pay what you want for bundles of games while also supporting charity? I thought you might. At Humble Bundle, you pay what you want for great content and support charity. Plus, when you use our partner link, you'll be supporting this podcast too. Use our Humble link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm. When you make your purchase to get great games, support awesome charities, and support this podcast. Remember, use our Humble link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm to support this podcast. Now back to the show. All right, guys, uh, we're back from our little break. Thank you so much for sticking around. I didn't get a Kit Kat. Uh, you didn't get a Kit Kat? No, I don't have any. Well, I'm sorry. This break's not for you then. That's it. Anybody <laughs> else? Son of a... Guys, it's time to talk about our future game topic. And this topic, of course, was picked by Zach. That's what I do. That's what I you pick do. pick things. <laughs> he picks things, including his nose. Maybe That's his butt. A... We're not going to accuse him That's of that yet. That's gross. <laughs> So, Zach, what game did you pick, my friend? The name of the game is called Death Stranding. It's a very interesting title as well. Would you like to know more about it? (laughs) Yeah, what made you interested in this game? Well, you know, in some of my spare time, I like to do YouTube and Twitch. And most of the time, I watch YouTube or just watch just interesting things that's coming out. And this was in a compilation video that I was watching that was talking about some future games um that were coming up it was like an e3 thing but it was announced back in like 2016 you really haven't heard anything else about it uh not even now you there are only like three trailers out for the actual game and they're just trailers you don't get any kind of gameplay you just get some descriptions on like wikis and stuff like that where it tells you you know it's going to be an action game it's going to be open world um, it's got some weird mechanics, like when you die, you don't really die, you can, uh, like, go back and, like, pick all the shit up that you dropped, or find your body, um, you go into, like, this underwater, uh, upside-down place, basically, is what, what it's referenced as, with some of the stuff I was reading, some other weird, I guess, elements, there's, like, rain, called, like, timefall, but it ages you, or ages whatever it hits, like, in one of the trailers it was like raining down on this guy that was pinned by like a little i guess it was a a a vehicle of some type and uh you could see him getting older why the guy was trying to get him loose it was it was just weird and then there was like this thing on his back that kept like pointing to where some kind of invisible thing was it looked like it was something maybe coming from that other world or wherever when you die so it was like pointing and different things like that so who knows if that's going to be an element of the game or not i don't know 
Well, didn't like I know the trailers had this weird uh, little babies or something where it was like, dude, I couldn't tell you what that is. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, but yes, it does have a little baby. They walk around in a pod, like in one of them, like some of the actors and there's a director in here. The I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I, don't, I have Guillermo no idea. Del Toro. Yeah, that guy. Um, he's like in one of the trailers where he's running into a sewer. He has the baby on him. Now, um, Norman Reedus is like on. It looked like a a moon or I don't know what the hell they're on. It looked. It could have been just like a nuclear destroyed planet. Or it could be Earth, nuclear destroyed Earth. I don't know. They're in spacesuits. But Norman Reedus is with these two guys. And uh, one of the guys has the baby on him. I mean, it's just, just weird as hell, you know. But I, it just seemed interesting to me. That's, you know, it's whatever. And, and further, um, I guess, reading about the game and looking at everything, I kind of see where, like, the weirdness came from because... The guy that created uh, Metal Gear Solid, I think his uh, name is uh, Hideo Kojima. Is that right? Yep. Did I get that right? That's right. Uh, he, I mean, Metal Gear Solid was some pretty crazy stories. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was, it was uh, pretty nuts. And uh, But he made the game. Uh, you know, he was with Konami forever, and apparently they had some problems. I don't oh, know. Oh, no doubt. Custody issues or something. Who knows? But he, you know, he's doing his own video games now, which is pretty cool. And uh, he was originally using the actors that he was using in, that he's using in this game for a game called Silent Hills that Konami gave him some crap about and made him pretty much just pissed him off by, like, shutting him down, basically is what it is, and uh, tying him up with lawsuits and different things like that. Yeah, Konami, for whatever reason, did not have any good things to talk about when it came to Hideo Kojima there at the end of his uh, tenure with them. He's with them since the 80s. Yeah, like 86. He created uh, the Metal Gear series. For every game that was made in the Metal Gear series, period, he made them. And what was funny is that the, the last part he did, they took his name off of the game. Uh it was supposed to be a Kojima Studios production, and they took that off of the game, period. They took it off. They canceled his Silent Hills game. Yeah, sure uh, did. Yep. That was going to be awesome. It looked, I mean, people were so hyped up for that game. There was a demo out on the PlayStation 4. Oh, my God. Way to go, Konami dummies. Then when Konami had issues with Hideo Kojima, whatever they were, Konami came in and took the demo off of the PlayStation 4, and people were selling their PlayStation 4s with that game still installed. <laughs> for like seven or eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars just because it had that demo on it damn that's crazy that's how crazy it ended up where kojima is now making this interesting wild first person shooter type of game that's got norman reedus guillermo del toro and moss mickelson which i'll talked about yeah well i don't um, know if it's a first person i just know it's an action game it doesn't say it doesn't really give you a description of what it is really so it's just an action game, open world. Well, yeah, I guess I, I guess I shouldn't have said first person shooter. It's, but it's possible like a, it could be, it could possibly be third person since they're using um, the same game engine as the Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, that's true. That's yeah, true. So, yeah. what is it called, Decima or something like that? Something weird. 
Yeah, I think what you have in the notes is called Decima, but I can't yeah. be sure. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it probably will be a third-person type of game like Metal Gear Solid. I bet that's what it's going to be. Now, that's Sony stuff, right? Or TBA or I don't know. Yeah, Sony. Sony. Sony has, has the Horizon Zero Dawn engine, Decima. And they're and letting him use it for free. As long as he, if he makes any changes to it that improves it, that he shares those improvements with them as well. So, that could possibly change Sony's game development all the way around. I know, I hate to say something bad about Sony, but they made a game, it was, uh, what was it, uh, D- was it DC Universe? Didn't they make oh, that yeah, game? That was, God dang, it was did. awful. Man, And it was, uh, it was supposed to be a uh, <laughs> an MMO RPG. And uh, I beta tested it for a while, and, like, man, the graphics were just so choppy. You would teleport around the game, stuff like that. So, hopefully, Kojima can help them out um, with that Zero Dawn engine. I mean, even, I mean I'm mean, i not saying that, that Zero Dawn engine, that, that game looks badass, and I really would like to play it, but I don't own a PlayStation 4. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the new game that's going to come out. So it's it's hard to say whether I'll buy a PlayStation Four or not, since it's probably going to be on the PC too. So I'll most likely get on the PC. Yeah, I think that would probably be a a good idea because I think that's what they did with Metal Gear Solid. You could get it on PC or PlayStation. Um, with the last ones that came out, I know that for sure. So Hideo Kojima is you know got his own studio now, and he had actually got a Kickstarter set up for this game, Death Stranding. Um, he did a Kickstarter and he raised the money within 24 hours. Oh shit! <laughs> of, of putting it up, I mean, people were like, so people are so in love with games by Kojima that they're gonna back anything he does. I don't blame him though. Is he made some good games? So he has. And this game, Death Stranding, looks very, very interesting because uh, with Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus starring in it, Guillermo del Toro. I mean, those are huge names, right? Yeah, the and the trip. The trailers are the trailers of the games are. I mean, even you know as cryptic as they are. I mean, but they're they're phenomenal. I mean, the they the, look really good. The video rendering that they used. I mean, when they made them, they was just it was it's beautiful. That's, yeah, it's one thing I recommend uh, if y'all haven't seen it is go on uh, YouTube and look for Hideo Kojima Studios like a tour of it what they've done, and. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's so cool. It's in Los Angeles and it's uh it's amazing. It's crazy what the stuff they have set up in there. It's just it's like a hundred people. Um got a huge cafeteria thing that's and they all come and eat together every day. There's just like a sense of community within the studio. And he has like he don't only he don't only he has game developers working there, he has musicians, he has scientists that are on his staff at the studio. Like why is a scientist that does physics and things like that developing games? I mean, think about how many cool creations that's going to come out of that studio. Right. Because I think that's just, well, that's, Kojima's a brilliant person and he's thinking outside the box. I think it's really cool. That, and I think Konami is just totally stupid for uh, allowing him to be gone from their studio because they're focused on mobile games and casino games now. Stupid Konami. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that in some of the reading I did. They they're they're trying to focus more on the mobile, more on the mobile games because they think they they think that's going to be the, the the way to go. I don't know. I mean, I understand you know mobile games are going to be big, but 
But to completely throw away the history that Konami has in games. Mm-hmm. Think about I mean, uh, Contra. The Konami code, for crying out loud, you know? I mean, they made Contra. They made Gyrus. Okay, yeah. so I found something about the babies. Oh, here we go. Let's, let's hear the juicy baby it's, story. It's saying that the babies are clones of the people that are carrying them. Oh. So when they release the baby, um, it says it's like giving it gives them the, um, I guess the memories and everything. So wicked, pretty fucking nuts. <laughs> that is crazy. I like that. That's a pretty interesting story. Uh, an interesting. And it, it says it's game a theory. Mechanic. So I don't know. I bet knows. that's what it is. Uh. Let's see. There was a guy who crushed, buried his baby, crushed, and the black aging goose build out. Oh wow! I mean, there's just some weird shit in this article. It's just looks like it's a lot of speculation, but I mean that could possibly be it. There's also a part where it's saying, like, um, in the video, like in one of the trailers on Norman Reedus's suit, it's like referencing, uh, the Bible, the ninth verse of Psalm one thirty seven. Uh, it says, "Happy shall be, sh- happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the rock." Whatever the hell that means, I guess wow. beat their kids. So beat your kids, I wow. guess. Um, <laughs> Take crazy. them down to the woodshed <laughs> or the rocks, really. <laughs> <laughs> so when the rock said, "Shut your mouth," that takes a whole new meaning with that verse, right? <laughs> so yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting game, no doubt about it. If like I say Kojima's doing it. We know it's going to be crazy. It's going to be off the wall. But it looks pretty sharp on the, based off the trailers. Death Stranding is the name of that game. It's going to be on the, what, the PlayStation 4 and on the PC. And PC, yes. So, I'm I'm getting ready. I don't know. I may have to lie, cheat, oh. steal, and beg to get a PlayStation 4 or just hopefully just get it on the computer. Hopefully they release it at the same time instead of be like, oh, you got to wait two weeks. Yeah, I hate yeah. when they do that. Um, it would be also it'd be good information for you guys listening as uh, there is no date announced for when this is coming out. So yeah, that's that's also correct. <laughs> if we got you excited for it, I'm sorry, you just got to hang on tight. It's probably going to be next year. I'm sure. Just keep an eye on it. Yeah. Keep a watch. It is going to yeah, be an open out. world action game as far as the way it's classified, but you can't go by that because Metal Gear back in the day was classified as an action game. Yes, it was an action game, but it was a stealth game. Yeah, you, you had to be stealthy about it. If you didn't play the regular NES Metal Gear, you should go play that some way, form, or fashion, and be prepared to punch something while you're playing it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, those those stealth games, that Metal Gear game, it was one of the first. You had to wait till the kind. the enemies turn around a certain way, and then you had to get up on them and punch them in the back of the head. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I died a lot in that game back in the day. <laughs> well, that's a Kojima. That's what he does. That's what he does. All right, guys. Well, uh, if you guys feel good, I think we have probably found an end to our podcast here. Looks good Everybody to me, man. Sounds, uh, sounds like a plan, Death bro. Death Stranding. Death Stranding, that's Death, a great game. Death and Return of Superman. Death Return of Superman. PSVR. PSVR. Oh, how awesome this it is, because it's got a whole new world. Dude, what would be <laughs> awesome? What if they put Death Stranding on the PSVR? Oh, baby. 
That'd be crazy. It'll be insane. I'll get to carry my baby around. No, if you're gonna smash it against a rock, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. We shall see. <laughs> if it gives me the option, it might be tempting. Oh, it was Gorilla. Gorilla Games made uh, Horizon Dawn or whatever. So I just wanted to make throw that out there. Yes, Gorilla Games guys, remember that. They made Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> it was their game engine decima. All right. Well, now let's, let's try this again. We'll end it this time for real. I think you you interrupting Cal says <laughs> But before we leave you guys, we'll give you a few things about us and what we're going to talk about next week. So uh, before we talk about what we're going to talk about next week, I'm not talking <laughs> about anything anymore. I'm done. Got. Would you like redundant to much? <laughs> I'm redundant it up, uh, guys. I do it every episode. I'm guaranteeing it's going to happen again. Hey, plenty of times. We'll just ca- start calling this the redundancy hour. And I yes. have. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, you want to tell the good folks out there where we can find you on the internet? Uh, I am on my YouTube channel, The Games of Death. Death is spelled D E T H. There you can see some videos that I've recorded. Um, should be adding some new ones soon, I hope. But uh, stop by and check it out. I'm also on Twitter at at DeathDealer3. That's, uh, that's my screen name on Twitter. Uh, shoot me a tweet. I'll answer you back. Shoot you a tweet. The bird would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet. Oh, uh, so Zach, your turn. Tell everybody what's up. Where to contact you? Right, listen, listen. You got to stop by YouTube. I'm there as Genova Destro, all one word, I think. Uh, and then Twitch, of course. What the crap? I'm also Genova Destro on Twitch. I stream a bunch of stuff. Stop by there, especially late at night, usually around 10 p.m. Uh, Central Central Standard Time. Um, let's see what we got. Oh, and Twitter is also at Genova Destro. So everything should be Genova Destro, Genova Destro, and Genova Destro. And if you can't figure out which one that is, it's Genova Destro. And guys, a reminder, all the links to, that these guys are talking about, I will make sure that they're down in the description of this podcast for this episode, and I'll go back and add it to episode one as well, so that when you do hear these things, you can don't have to really memorize it. You can just check that out and click the linkies. Um, as far as I, as far as my social medias go, I am on Instagram at Bang Bang Potato. I am on YouTube as Bang Bang Potato. I am on Twitter as Bang Bang Potato One. What? And that's as, confusing. Uh, yeah, so confusing. Uh, come check mm-hmm. me out on live streams. I do live streams Mon- uh, Sunday through Thursday. Uh, try to mix it up with some retro games, VR games, and some current games on the Nintendo Switch mostly, and sometimes on PC. Uh, as far as our group uh, social stuff is uh, concerned, you can find Horton Brothers Grimm at Twitter at Horton Grimm. You can find our website, HortonBrothersGrimm.com. And we are also on Instagram, although we have not started putting pictures on it, it is at Horton Grimm on Instagram as well. Uh, next week, guys, we're going to be talking about three games Retro game is what, Zach? Zach, you picked this game. What are we talking about? It's Phantom 2040. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have remembered a movie called Phantom with Billy Zane. It's sort of based That was a good movie. Around, I enjoyed that flick. Uh, it's based off a comic, I do believe, but yeah, whatever. It was pretty, it's a pretty good game. I actually enjoyed it. 
So guys, you got uh, got a heads up now what game we're going to be talking about. So go check it out and have a have your own opinions. You can let us know in the comments on iTunes. Um, Scott, you've picked the game for next podcast for the present day game. What game is that? I picked Recore. It is a game that was developed by some of the same guys that brought you Metroid Prime on the GameCube. It's a, it's a pretty nice little game. You guys go check it out. And uh, for the future game, guys, I'm going to be talking about a game that I really think is going to be awesome. It's called Prey for the Gods. And it's a, similar to Shadow of the Colossus. And it is developed by a studio that consists of three people. Uh, and we'll talk about a nice little lawsuit that uh, Bethesda tried to throw their way. We're going to sue three people for everything they have. We want so, their milk. We want their milk money. Bethesda doesn't have enough cash in their pockets. So Stop suing guys, people, so. bastards. <laughs> we have an Jesus. interesting tale to tell you. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and a comment. And make sure you put Scotty Waddy Potty in that comment. I think that's going to be the best one. Oh, my God. Please let that die. (laughs) (laughs) We will never forget Scotty Waddy Potty, guys. Have a great (laughs) next two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks, guys. Redundant much? That's what I do. That's what he does. That's what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Night. (laughs) Laters.